Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. For our show today, we're exploring why it takes courage to heal yourself. Most of the time, people don't seem to consider how much courage it really takes to commit to heal themselves. That is, of course, until they are face-to-face with having to heal themselves in order to continue living in the way they'd like to live. For a very long time, many people only considered healing as something they needed only if they got ill in some way or hurt, even when they got a very common and generally non-threatening illness like the common cold or just not feeling very good, they might have just popped an over-the-counter medicine to deal with the symptoms and go about their day as usual. Yet people are becoming increasingly more health conscious and trying to be proactive in being healthier by eating healthier foods, exercising regularly, and generally living a healthier lifestyle. And all of this is one of the good signs that people around the world are waking up more. It's when you're healthy and happy enough that you can truly begin to heal yourself, and healing yourself starts to take on a whole new meaning than just, well, from an injury or an illness. Healing yourself is actually a lifelong process. In fact, it's a lifelong, lifetimes-long process. And why is that? Healing yourself is a lifetimes-long process because, in truth, healing yourself is the true purpose for you to incarnate here in the world. The real definition of healing is to restore that which you are healing back to its original wholeness then healing yourself would mean that you are restoring yourself back to your essential wholeness, to your true life. You can even ask yourself the question, exactly how alive am I right now? It may seem a silly question since you know you are breathing and therefore actually alive. Of course, you know being alive here in the world is much more than just having a heartbeat and breathing. It's a lot more than whatever physical activities you do or don't do every day. Looking around at people around the world, it may seem like some people are far more alive and living fuller, richer, more productive lives and contributing to the well-being of others around them in a multitude of ways. You may also notice that those that seem to be benefiting a lot of others and even the world at large, may or may not be of perfect physical health. I know many people who have radiant physical health, as well as many who are healing themselves of debilitating illnesses, who are accomplishing equally amazing things in their lives. Healing yourself isn't just about getting well physically. 
true healing is, once again, restoring yourself back to your whole self. It's restoring your awareness of yourself back to who you truly are as the undivided spirit beingness. In truth, healing yourself isn't about fixing what's broken or what's wrong with you or changing who you are. It's about realizing your wholeness as you are, have been, and always, always will be. You as spirit are undivided, limitless, and never changing. You've never been broken, and you don't have missing parts. Your body, on the other hand, and anything else that is part of this world can be broken or have missing parts. The things of this world, including your body, can have something go wrong with it, just like your car or computer or smartphone or your house can have things go wrong with it, either through neglect, misuse, accident, or just the passage of enough time. Even the best-made quality pieces of equipment will invariably deteriorate over time. Yet we all know that with proper care of them, they would last in working order much longer than without that care and maintenance. You don't really need any extra dose of courage to fix a piece of equipment, just as you don't need courage to put a Band-Aid on a simple cut on your finger, right? Yet, when it comes to continuing to heal yourself back to your true wholeness, it involves going deeper in your mind, which means becoming much more aware of the truth of who you are. Aha! Now that begins to take some courage. Getting to know yourself would require an extra helping of courage than normal because you are initially entering a forgotten arena of yourself. You might have a vague recollection that you've been there before, but you might not even remember if it was a good experience or not. Fear inevitably surfaces in your mind because it may seem like an unknown territory or worse yet, a forbidden territory to you. It may be a little like walking into a dark closet you haven't entered in years. You might know it's perfectly safe, but even so, The tiny hairs on your neck might rise up as you first walk into the dark of that closet. After all, you don't really know what you're going to find in there. Maybe not the boogeyman himself, but hmm, perhaps a few ghosts of your past indiscretions or regrets or flashbacks of old guilt or grief. Often, those who have worked hard in trying to replace their past with the new and improved version of their past selves, may shy away from revisiting that dark basement or attic when they've carefully boxed away those painful memories of invalidation, failure, shame, and guilt. It would require at least a bit more courage to get past their reticence or outright resistance. Yet we've said many times on our show that every form of resistance is based on some kind of underlying fear. What are you afraid of discovering when you dig deeper in discovering the truth of your beingness? This is where courage is needed to continue in your self-healing journey to wholeness. This is where you would be required to slay your dragons and demons of fear. And of course, everyone has different kinds of fears. But the common denominator in 
every one of us is simply fear. Whatever form it may take in each of us, we have overcome the fear itself. Fear is just fear, a certain kind of energy, regardless of the object that you might associate with that fear. Courage is the antidote to fear in any of its multitude of forms that surfaces usually at the most inopportune moments, yes. When an angel shows up to convey a divine message to you, it's often going to be at times when you have other things to do. And they usually preface their announcement with some form of fear not, but we don't talk like that anymore. (laughs) It's usually... Don't be afraid. They're telling you to have courage to bear witness to what they are about to tell you. Courage is what allows us to venture into the unknown, especially within our own being. Well, once you know that, then the question becomes, what then is courage? And where would we find that extra dose of courage that's going to Help us face what we might fear. I've heard many adults telling a child at one time or another to be brave in trying to reassure them or as a kind of pep talk before the child goes to face what they might fear. Yet what I often see in the eyes of the children being told that not only their fear, but also the uncertainty of what being brave is supposed to look like or or feel like. I mean, what would you do as an adult if you're in a crisis situation in which you really don't know what's going on and what to do about it? And someone tells you that you have to be brave <laughs> while you're shaking in your boots or flip-flops or whatever. Do you hold your breath and act like everything's fine? Or do you talk loudly at everyone with bravado while quietly praying inside to God to get you out of the situation in one piece? How do you not be afraid and be brave? How exactly are you supposed to be courageous in the face of what you've been afraid of all along? Well, first of all, having courage isn't about not experiencing any fear. Being brave isn't about overriding that knot in the pit of your stomach, ignoring the dread or even terror you feel inside and acting like everything is just peachy to everyone else. Even if you are able to do that for a little while, you wouldn't be able to keep it up for a long time. Having courage requires actively and consciously accepting whatever fear you are feeling and taking your next step regardless. You would need to realize that fear is just an energy, like anything and everything else, and that you're just experiencing that particular type of energy at the moment. Now, To go deeper into the mechanics of fear is to become aware what brings about that emotion in any of us. Fear is the energy that we generate within our mind 
when we're divided against ourselves. Most of the time, you might not even be aware that you are in some way living in fear until something in your life precipitates your awareness to that fear that you've unconsciously been holding on to. Something happens, and the fear that's been within you for even a very long time can surface in your immediate awareness. Then you feel afraid. Until then, you most likely wouldn't have known you were afraid since you were not actively feeling the fear energy. Well, what does that fear energy feel like? Well, we all know that, right? When we feel fear energy, you would feel like needing to run away or hide or fight. It feels like you have to do something and do something about the fear. So when you become aware of fear energy, you feel those feelings because that's what fear energy feels like. And not because what's how you have to feel. Feeling is one form of awareness. When you become aware of the energy we identify as fear energy, you become aware of it on a feeling level as that feeling of having to get away from whatever person, situation, or thing that strikes the unconscious fear in you and makes you conscious of it. It would be that feeling of either or. Either you protect yourself somehow or you die. Or someone you love will die or suffer in some way. Fear is the energy of separation and division. When you experience fear energy, you experience that separateness of being divided from your whole self. The first step in having courage is to accept that you are feeling that fear and that you are afraid. But what is it that you need in order for you to fully accept the experience of that fear? Fear is the energy produced by the consciousness of being divided and separate from the whole. Then what produces the energy of the undivided and whole? You might call it liking. When you like someone or something or some energy, you're experiencing affinity, a sense of oneness with that. Affinity or liking is the energy produced from that which is intrinsically undivided. You might notice that when you like something or someone, you don't experience that intense impulse to run away or hide or get angry and hit others. Quite to the contrary, you may experience a natural closeness, comfort, and relaxation. When you are in a place that you like or with a person that you like, you feel at home, comfortable in your own skin, just as you are. In other words, you're not afraid or experiencing any kind of fear. Yet, when do you experience any kind of fear in relationship to such a person or place or thing that you really like? Ah, when a thought like, what if I lose them? 
then the safety and comfort of liking someone disappears and suddenly gets replaced with a basic fear, the fear of losing love. Although the disconnection of your awareness from the experience of the undivided limitlessness of unconditional love is what you ultimately experience as fear, when you are threatened with the loss of what you have associated in your mind as the representative form of that love in this world, as that strikes fear in your heart. What if you lose your beloved parent, partner, child, sibling, teacher, or best friend? That profound love that you experience in, your, in their presence may disappear when they are no longer in your life. Well, it's time for our first break already. Boy, that went fast. And we'd like to welcome you to join us on Mark Your Calendars on Saturday, October 1st through Monday, October 3rd for our special Zoom online retreat seminar for our German and or English speaking friends and students in Switzerland, Germany, and everywhere else, but especially our German speaking people. Michael will teach an extraordinary in-depth and comprehensive online retreat seminar titled What to Do When You Don't Know What to Do, Tapping Into Your Intuition, Clairvoyance, and Creative Power. It will be in English with immediate translation into German. Organized and hosted by our good friends Wolfgang and Marianne Jaeger of Imlicht in Zurich, This retreat seminar will be accessible online or by phone via Zoom globally, so the schedule for the events will be different for different time zones. For those of you in Switzerland, Germany, and anywhere in the Central European time zone, the Saturday and Sunday seminar sessions will be from 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. or 14 to 21 Uhr with two 20-minute and one 60-minute breaks, and the Monday evening session will be 7 and 9 p.m., or 1900 to 2100 or. Find out all the details and sign up online at imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in English or German, I mean, yes, English or German at forum at imlicht.ch. You can go to our website, michaeltamora.com, also for the details in English, along with the contact information for the event organizer and the links to the German version of it. We will continue in just a couple of minutes with Why It Takes Courage to Heal Yourself. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. 
Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we've been exploring why it takes courage to heal yourself and how you can learn to find the courage within you so you can wake up and heal yourself back to wholeness. Let's find out more. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about, you know, what if what if in those experiences where you, you lose to death or illness or whatever, uh, a best friend or, or a spouse or child, parent, someone you deeply, deeply care about, and even those that, you know, to you, in your experience, represented the epitome of love. Because when you're around them, when you think about them, you experience that inner sense of peace and joy and and affinity, you know, that experience of oneness. You're not the only one. There's this other person, there's this other thing, there's this thing you love to do that just makes you feel so much more whole and so much more yourself. Well, what if in some way you experience, you know, you decide that you've lost that person, that profound love that you used to experience in their presence might disappear when you decide they're no longer in your life in some way, shape, or form. You would then not experience being whole. How often have you have people declared upon the death of a loved one, I feel like I have a hole in my heart. Mm-hmm. It feels like the core of your being is gone forever. What is life then? Yet all of that is feeling the energy of that loss you hold in your mind. Remember, your mind is the chief builder. And whatever thought or feeling or energy you put in your mind, the mind will build from. When you hold a thought of an intolerable and grievous loss in your mind, your mind will build that image up into what you experience as a real, undeniable, an irredeemable loss. You will then experience as your reality that something essential in your life and in who you are has been mercilessly ripped away from your core. Yet as real and desperate as it may feel, it isn't the truth and it isn't your true reality. And it is courage that allows you to return yourself to the truth 
of your beingness and life, which are whole and unblemished. You can only find that courage within your own beingness. It's definitely nowhere in the world or your body. It's within your psychic beingness, your soul, the spirit that you are. That experience of courage comes with your innate lovingness. When you experience your true self as spirit, as that brilliant and limitless inner light, you'll experience that energy as love without any judgment, without any limitations or restrictions in having it. Only a never-ending joyousness of celebrating life and celebrating the oneness of spirit, enlightening all the multifarious forms through which it expresses its endless creative power. Instead of the heartbreaking sense of loss, you would experience joy and an everlasting peace. Rather than being a beggar pleading for mercy, you would gladly give all you have as an expression of your endless love. That is the source of your courage. So powerful and giving and loving is that inner courage that even just a tiny glimpse of it will empower you to carry forth and face whatever you might need to face, to take whatever action you might need to take to embark upon any journey that will lead you to your eternal home. It's this courage that will safely guide you step by step on the path of healing yourself back to your true, undivided self. As you progress on this adventure of self-healing, you'll discover that with each lesson you learn, with each step that you complete, you're that much happier with who you are and who you find yourself to be. Of course, there will be many times that you would temporarily drop out of that happiness and at times feel even unhappier than ever. Yet, with courage, you'll be able to persevere through those experiences, knowing that as soon as you make it through that phase, you know, it, it's, it might take a little time, but it's going to be done with. And once you get over that phase, you'll be even happier than you ever were before. Those periodic phases of temporary unhappiness are merely the experience of the old junk energies and thoughts and feelings that you have to process out of the dark corners of your mind where they lay hidden from your view at times for many lifetimes. These are just merely little scraps and residues of ancient karmic cycles that just need to be cleaned up. In the very advanced stages of your spiritual growth, most of those may not even be your personal karmic residues, but those of larger, more collective karmic cycles that you've chosen as a soul to help process, to lighten the load on the collective humanity. Not all souls choose to do this, but even if you did, 
It just means you're getting to the end of the road and less than a stone throws away from your final graduation and homecoming celebration. These are pretty amazing statements, but absolutely true in my experience. So what are some of the ways that your courage helps you heal yourself as well as go into this bigger picture that Michael is talking about? Well, one is that, you know, this is a show about intuition, uh, spirituality, and even enlightenment, as far as I'm concerned. And one of the things, and psychic abilities. So one of the things that happens to many, many people, and I'm sure I'm talking to some of you out there listening to this show right now, or I should say with us, because we certainly feel you is many of you have had incredible psychic abilities as children and were so invalidated by uh, the results, you know, somebody's response to it and not knowing what to do with it or even got scared of it and put it away. You know, we put things away. We compartmentalize things in our awareness and then just put it away and put it aside. And, Some people get attracted to reading a particular book, like Michael's book, You Are the Answer. We just get comments all the time from people that I could never explain things that I experienced until I read Michael's book. So that's an example of just all of a sudden realizing, oh, somebody else experienced the same thing I did in childhood and... um, It's okay for me to go back to that compartment, open the door, and and let that part of myself out again and not be afraid of it. You know, sometimes people uh, predict things. Like a child may sometimes have an ability to predict. I did. And sometimes the result, if nobody's listening to them and that whatever thing that they saw was going to happen happened, the child might think they caused it because they saw it beforehand. And that's simply not true. You know, being able to be in touch with people who know how to uh, teach you about your psychic abilities uh, will help you ground and find, no, this wasn't your fault just because you saw it. It's it's because you're psychic and and you have that gift of foresight, um, which a lot of people have more than they think. So that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is, saying hello to those parts of yourself that are really capable or have capabilities, but that you set aside because someone said no. Someone said no to you from the beginning. And, you know, like, for instance, the stereotypical one is someone wanting to follow the dream of being an artist, but they come from a wealthy family. And being an artist is a ridiculous thing to do because it's such a unstable, uh, let's say, Uh, thing to do as far as money is concerned and so on and so forth doesn't have status unless a person happens to be extremely talented and then they can make a lot of money but that's never guaranteed so they put that desire and all that talent in that uh, art world within themselves aside to follow other dreams but usually if this is meant for their lifetime it will surface now and then it just comes up well What about this? And what about this? And wouldn't this be great to pull out those paints or that sculpturing material and and just 
express what you're seeing and experiencing in a form of art, that sort of thing. So it takes courage sometimes to step away from a job that is no longer serving you and you, you're no longer growing in. You know, I feel everybody should have a job. Um, it's part of our, uh, let's say, collective experience in survival here. And if you're resistant to working and not doing anything, that's going to hinder you in some form or another because even if you're an artist or someone that's following a, let's say, a thing that you want to do for a living that might not make you a lot of money, at least it makes you some. And that's the, that's an important part. But meanwhile, you know, a lot of artists in Hollywood and places like that are waiters and wait, waitresses and have other day jobs to support themselves so that they can follow this dream. And it takes a lot of courage to follow a dream. It also takes a lot of courage, um, your heart energy to follow your spiritual path. And, so one of the reasons why we're here is we like to encourage people, we like to encourage all of you to listen to your inner intuition and to not be afraid of it. You know, I'm <clears throat> as thinking about different instances in my life where fear would come up. <laughs> it's it's so interesting because a lot of people who's met me and, and gets to know me might have the impression, oh, this guy is fearless. He, he's never experienced fear. But that's not true at all. <laughs> I think I've probably experienced fear in so many different ways more than most people because not only have I experienced my own fear, things that I was afraid of, and I... I you know, it struck fear in my heart type of a thing. But, hey, I'm I'm psychic. I'm very, very aware and sensitive of where other people are at. So from the time I was a child, I've experienced other people's fear. I mean, constantly. And to, to uh, make that even more a thing <laughs> was, I, I, I mean, this I didn't know until I was fully an adult and actually years of being an adult and everything and and really starting to look at it and going, God, what, what was that whole all about? And I finally realized, oh, when I was a child, I, I didn't know that I was feeling everybody else's fear. <clears throat> and not only that, but as a healer, I've always been a pretty strong healer. And when you're a healer and you're in the presence of others who desperately need healing, the first energy that your energy as a healer will start to bring out of the other person is any fear they have. Because that's what this particular show is about how much courage you need to heal yourself, right? And when someone is not actively healing themselves, it's because they run into all this initial fear and, and the fear is, you know, any kind of 
going into the unknown, fear of change, right? Why, why are so many people afraid of dram- dramatic changes in their lives? It's because they're going into a new territory. In order to change, they can't remain the same, right? <laughs> Something's got to give. Something has to change, which means in some aspect of your life, you have to enter into a different, you know, uh, unknown territory. And that's what brings about the fear for a lot of people is, oh, no, I don't know what to do. I, I've never been there. How, how am I going to, you know, what's going to happen? All that kind of stuff. So healing brings that out. And when you're, when you're around a healer, whatever's, whatever fear that's been keeping you from progressing in your own own healing to get to know yourself more to be more whole within yourself just naturally starts to surface so that you can make the decision to let it go but in the initial situation as a as a healer and a very sensitive person i go around and of course i attract a lot more of people who need healing than others and their fear comes out and when their fear comes out I get flooded with it. So I thought I was the one afraid. And this is something most of you experience if you're even a little bit uh, sensitive. Well, our second break is upon us, so I wanted to remind you that you can call our office to purchase any of our edited and mastered audio classes, courses, all-day seminars, and retreats as MP3 downloads to inspire you and give you simple but powerful tools you can apply in your daily life and to help you manage its various challenges as you grow spiritually. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the download audio tab in the events menu section of our website, micheltamora.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T-A-M as in Mary, U-R-A.com. Or by calling our office and speaking with our assistant, Debbie, at 530 530- Nine two six two six five zero. One other thing is for those of you who cannot listen um, when we are actually broadcasting our show, um, it is also available on lots of platforms, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast. In just a bit, we'll be back with Why It Takes Courage to Heal Yourself. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. 
Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. We're back, (laughs) and we're glad to have you back. We've been exploring why it takes courage to heal yourself, and offering various ways you can find that courage to restore yourself to wholeness. It's such a timely topic considering all that's been happening in the world in recent times. Oh, my goodness. So let's go further with that. Yes, before the break, I was talking about, you know, being a healer and your healing energy brings out Whatever fear, the next level of fear that someone is uh, fighting inside of themselves, uh, knowingly or most of the time unconsciously. Uh, And so the other person needs a healing. They're struggling with the healing of themselves because they're stopping at the fear and not knowing how to proceed. So when a healer shows up, The natural thing that happens in that dynamic is the healing energy of the healer loosens up the fear that the other person's been resisting and fighting, and it starts to surface. And when that energy surfaces, since the other person's not ready to deal with it, they they don't want it, they just kind of push it away, and which means that the healer, being sensitive, will experience that fear. (laughs) So that's what I was going through as a child all the time. And especially when I met a new stranger, you know, somebody uh, who I didn't know before, they didn't know me before. And even if that stranger was an adult and I was a little kid, you know, they wouldn't have anything to consciously be afraid of with me, right? But their fear would just pour out. And, of course, I wasn't aware enough to know, oh, that's what I'm experiencing is their fear. So I'd all of a sudden freeze up and and just be afraid to say anything, to look him in the eye or anything. And so I looked down on the floor and my foot, and, you know, uh, and they could talk to me, but I'm, I didn't have much to say. Da, 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 da. I was just kind of dealing with, you know, all this fear. And so it wasn't until years later that I started to realize, wait a minute, because I start to realize consciously that, oh, this happens when I'm around certain people. It doesn't happen with everyone. It's just certain people. And, and then I realized, oh, it happens with everyone who came to see me for healing and for communication or whatever. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I finally realized Oh, I'm just picking up on the fear coming off of them in my presence. 
Oh, how about that? That totally solved enormous amount of the fear I experienced in life because then I start to practice, oh yeah, first thing, whenever, whenever I felt fear, I would just ask myself, okay, how much of this fear that I'm feeling isn't mine? And it was hilarious because so often, especially the fear I just had a hard time dealing with, it wasn't mine. <laughs> Hardly any of it. Sometimes it was 100% not mine. Other times it was 90% not mine. <clears throat> so, so then I start to, even, even if it wasn't 100% not mine, if there's like 70, 60, 70% of it isn't mine, I'd ask myself, oh, yeah, if I wasn't feeling the 60 or 70% of this of this all the fear I'm feeling right now, how would I handle it? Oh, nothing. It's it's no big deal. <laughs> Even if I felt a little of it, it's no big deal. And and um, then I realized, oh yeah, if it's if the fear I'm feeling isn't mine, if it's somebody else's, there's no way I could solve it. There's no way I could do anything about it. I can't change it. I can't stop it. I can't, you know, whatever. Fix it in any way because it's not mine. I'm just feeling it. Yeah. It's like <clears throat> listening to somebody uh, playing a song on the radio and, <clears throat> and there's nothing I could do to change that song other than turn it off or change the channel or whatever. But, but the song itself, there's no, nothing I can do about it. If it was my song and I was singing it, I could decide I'll stop it or I could, I could, you know, change it or whatever. Somebody else's energy, there's nothing you can do about it. So that's what gave that additional sense of helplessness because you try everything, you know, and nothing affects it you still feel the fear as long as the other person's generating it and putting it out there and you're picking it up, you're going to feel it. So then what happens? Once you clear that out of your consciousness of, oh, I don't have to try to solve it. Well, that changed my whole life once I realized that because then when I did, when it was me when, when it was my fear. Oh, not only could I do something about it, but I also realized the same thing as, oh, is fear, when you feel fear, is it something that you need to do something about, even if it's your own? No, if it's your own, you just own it and you go, oh, that's just energy. That's just fear I'm feeling. Because the other thing I mentioned uh, earlier today, that I've been in situations that bring out fear. You know, what, what people would call life and death situations, right? Uh, where you're facing, okay, this could be the end of me. <laughs> I've been through that a lot of times, way before I've had my actual death experiences, but that those facing death experiences I've had many, many times and in all kinds of circumstances. But guess what? Every time, whether it was a you know car spinning out of control uh, uh, by a 
edge of a cliff or or I'm 70 feet underwater without air to breathe, you know, all kinds of stuff. Situations were all different. But I I had to act when I had to do something about it. Sure, the initial reaction for a split second is fear. But every single time, I'm I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm I'm occupied with okay, I, I need to do something now or else, <laughs> right? So, so fear wasn't the problem. It didn't stop me. In fact, it, it compelled me to, to act, to make a decision, to, to do what I needed to do in order to even just to survive. So, so then I thought, okay, so when do we have problems? When is it that we need the courage because in those situations, the courage just came anyway. But it's, oh, those situations where I wasn't in imminent, you know, physical type danger, but I experienced fear. And, and those times, those rare times that those, the fear I was experiencing was coming from within myself. It's, it's not somebody else's. Oh, those were the really, those were the most challenging experiences of fear. And this is why a lot of people think, you know, running into a burning building to save other people takes enormous courage. Well, it does. But the people doing it don't have to think about being courageous. No, it's just they just, they just have to do it because it's their job or because their loved ones inside or because they just, want you know, to. want to. So that's not a problem. They don't have a problem acting, take, you know, taking action. But when do even superheroes like that, the people who are regarded as, you know, real strong and, and fearless in, in those kinds of situations – well, they have fears too. And when do they have fears that they have a hard time managing? Oh, <laughs> when they look within and it's emotional and it's about some part of themselves and, and they're all alone and they can't talk to anybody about it and they have PTSD, whatever it is. And, and they're really struggling with the fear. And they can't solve, quote unquote, solve it. They've solved everything else, but they can't solve those, those fears because, oh, what's going on? Oh, it's an internal thing. That's where you need to bring out the courage because the internal thing isn't threatening your physical life. It's not like you have to run for the hills to, to survive. No. You're face-to-face -face with it, and there's... <laughs> You can try to hide, but you can't run <laughs> a situation. That's even scarier, isn't it? Yeah, it's like one of those horror movies. The psycho is coming after you, but you can't see him. You can't hear You know, it, it, There's no way to fight that. Oh, so even somebody who's considered to be a really strong person has a hard time with that kind of fear. And that's where courage is needed. That's where you have to re 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 remind yourself. Oh, yeah. Even if I'm feeling this way, I still love myself. I still, I don't want to abandon myself. I'm going to get through this. That's when you're choosing to 
tune into the spirit of yourself, the wholeness within you. Then you start to experience that unconditional love that's already in you. And that will give you the power to do whatever it requires you need to do to get through that whole situation. I just wanted to add my two cents worth at the end of this. Um, I got a chance to really look at this because we all face fear in so many different ways and sometimes think that our courage goes out the window. But one of the things that I discovered over, you know, many, many years of living is there is one aspect or tool that we can use that will help us along the way to having that courage when we are actually facing our own fear rather than just dealing with somebody else's. And that's willingness. Willingness to look intuitively. Willingness to see the truth and not judge what you see. Willingness to let go and forgive. This is a big one. And then the final thing is willingness to love yourself regardless. This is one of the things I've learned, especially when a bad memory comes up, you know, a bad decision you made or maybe you treated someone poorly or whatnot. Um, That willingness will really create a pathway to that courage. All right. Well, once again, we're at the end of our show for today. So we enjoyed having you with us so much. And we'll be back next Wednesday with our next episode. Taking your nose off of the grindstone to succeed. All too often, we might find ourselves stuck in the rut of routine or blindly eking out what we believe we need to do to just keep going. Join us again next Wednesday to find out how you can free yourself from that grindstone to create something new or different. Remember, too, to sign up for our upcoming special Zoom retreat seminar event Saturday, October 1st through Sunday. I'm stop that through Monday. Monday, October 3rd. So it's Sunday through Saturday through Monday, 1 to 3 October, as taught in English with immediate translation into German, hosted by Im Licht in Zurich, Switzerland. Learn about what to do when you don't know what to do by tapping into your intuition, clairvoyance, and creative power. Find out all the details in German and sign up online at imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in English or German at forum at imlicht.ch. You can also check our October events calendar at michaeltomorrow.com to get details in English. Until then... Be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.